Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You are listening to the E2C Network, where the Auburn family speaks. Warrior Auburn fans, welcome to No Huddle, your source for Auburn football news and discussion, part of the E2C Network. I'm AJ Richardson, and I'm also here with my buddy, Jared Davis. It is time to talk about Auburn's bowl game. We're going to be talking about some other items as well, as far as uh, coordinator, all of that as well. And uh, Jared, how you doing? How are you feeling about us going to the Birmingham Bowl? What's going on, man? Good to be back, um, War Eagle. And yeah, I'm okay with it. I mean, at the end of the day, really, I, I've kind of started coming to the conclusion about bowl games. I mean, they just feel like they matter less and less as far as the actual game. So it's more about more prep time for the players. So, um, and you know, six and six, you're not going to get a great bowl. So you might as well get one close where you can get the fans there, have a great atmosphere, and uh, just try to finish this thing out with a victory. Yeah, I. I think I had come to grips with it when we came to the end of our season and had a four-game losing streak. When that happens, I mean, uh, you're, you're probably not getting a great bowl. And at least we have a bowl. Uh, I still think it's a little weird that we got matched up with Houston, who's 11-2. and two. But, you know, I think that shows how much the committee or, you know, whoever chose this, you know, valued Auburn's strength of schedule and – you know how hard we we have played in the games we've done well um so i think there's there's some value in that and i mean hey right now vegas is favoring auburn uh by three points over houston which you know honestly i wouldn't have said that but maybe that's uh then maybe they're kind of valuing we're probably gonna have home field advantage in birmingham compared to uh the fans from houston driving all the way over or flying over to birmingham for that um, Jared, I did want to get your thoughts on, uh, you know, how how you think we got here. Just high level. How do you think we you went from we might go from the playoffs, you know, being the playoffs potentially if we went out the season to we're going to the Birmingham Bowl, which I think is <laughs> you know if anything kind of a letdown, but it is extra practice. It's you know we get to be in a bowl, which you know I'm not going to take for granted because there's a lot of teams out there that are not. Um, but how do you think we got from, you know, this high point of thinking to, you know, we're, we're down to the bottom. It feels like as far as Auburn fans. Yeah. I think there's a, I think the Alabama game showed us that it's a real fine line between, you know, having a really good season and having, and having an average season, um, in the sec that, you know, it's a real fine line because, you know, we go six and six and we really should have beaten Alabama. Um, and Alabama just went on to win, just destroy Georgia's, you know, vaunted defense. So, you know, I don't think we're as far away as people think. However, we don't have the depth that is needed. And I don't think we have that winning, you know, winning is an attitude. And I'm not knocking Gus, 
But, you know, there were times where it was like, oh, yeah, you know, Aiden Forge, he's even made the comment before, I think Aiden Forge is not terrible. And so I feel like you got to have that mentality of, okay, we're going to go out there and win every single game. And I'm not knocking Gus, but I think it is a little mind shift of, hey, we expect to win. We got to get to that point where we expect to win every game. And also the the from the um, uh, depth perspective, the South Carolina game was strictly depth. We lose Bo. I don't know we had TJ, but we lose Bo. We lost Kobe Hudson, and we basically lost our offense. Yeah. Um, and that's why we had a four-game losing streak. So I think at the at the end of it, let's let's build more depth in certain areas. Uh, realize that it's we're, we're not far off, believe it or not. We're not far. Now, you can't go further back, which is always a possibility. But if we build on what we got, it, I mean, we were, like you said, AJ, I mean, if we finish that Mississippi State half, you know, we got South Carolina and Bama left, and we might be in Atlanta. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It, it, it's – you look back at all the what-ifs. Um, I look at so many what-ifs just in the in the Iron Bowl. But um, I just don't think we're too far off, to be honest with you. we got to build on it, but I don't think we're too far off. I, that's my thoughts on it. What are yours? Yeah, and I think I think besides you know, for next year, I'm, I'm thinking about next year even, and our season besides going to – Athens and to Tuscaloosa to play Georgia and Bama. I think it sets up pretty well. It's not the best, you know, schedule ever, but I think it sets up pretty well for us to have some success. Um, and you just got to flip, you know, one of those away games that that are potentially a really tough one. And you're talking about a great season there. Um, and I, I think Auburn, especially if they return a few key players, I think that can definitely happen. Um I did want to kind of talk about some of the transfers that uh, have jumped into the transfer portal. Uh, We did see Sean Shivers, which honestly I didn't even considering him for, you know, transferring. I just thought, Hey, he'd graduate. I mean, he's already graduated. Um, Go, you know, try his, you know, maybe try in the NFL, but Hey, he's, he's being smart. He's using his COVID year. And honestly, I think that's a really cool way uh, to get an extra year in there. Uh, for a guy who just by his size, I don't know if the NFL is really going to like him, but he's an athlete and maybe he makes a name for himself at another school this next year. Um, I will definitely be watching him and following him along um, wherever he goes. Um, We also mentioned, or we also had uh, Elijah Canyon, um, one of our wide receivers who, I mean, (laughs) Jared, you and I were thinking this guy could be a top receiver for for Auburn and then we didn't get a lot out of him this year um and that that kind of I think was the writing on the wall enough for him that he was uh he just needed to go somewhere else um and then we also had uh Caleb Johnson and uh though I had heard like he had had some potentially some off the field um issues so that one honestly didn't shock me that much that uh he was uh ended up leaving and then we also had uh, Tayshawn Manning, who is an offensive guard, um, entering the transfer portal. I think that one hurt pretty bad just because he did have a few starts at the end of the season. Um, and then we had Ladarius Tennyson, uh, who got into the transfer portal. And uh, he, at the end of the season, had a few games where he started uh, when Zion Puckett uh, got injured. So there were a handful of players in there that had you know, some significant play time that jumped into the portal uh, this year, uh, Jared, of of these kind of, which ones do you think uh, will make the biggest impact 
uh, leaving Auburn? Um, as far as being able to do well themselves or biggest impact on Auburn? Biggest impact on Auburn? Uh, probably Tennyson. And I just felt like, you know, I mean, he even had that game where he actually got called out by Harson for like praising. And Harson's, yeah, I get the impression Harson's a guy that really, he doesn't vocalize a lot of that. And I was kind of surprised he praised Tennyson. Yeah, so, I feel like he he doesn't do a whole lot of. I mean, yeah, every once in a while, if it's a pointed question, he'll call out somebody. But I felt like he kind of went out of his way, which I think he was, did. You know that that says something. He he went out of his way to praise Tennyson, and maybe maybe there was rumblings Tennyson was you know not happy, and and so maybe Harson did that on purpose to kind of like hey we hey we like you, but um, but I I don't think it was I, I think it was legit. I think it was earned that game because he did step in and play well. So I say I would say he's probably the biggest impact. You know I was surprised with the same with you on Shivers. I thought Shivers was like done. Like okay, you're either going to the pros or or not making the pros. I didn't realize he could still transfer, but good for him. He'll be a legend forever for that run in the <laughs> Iron Bowl. Other than that, I mean, you don't I don't know that we need to be losing offensive linemen, but then again, maybe we do. You know what I mean? Yeah, maybe. Um, so so Tayshawn Manning, I don't know. And Caleb Johnson, um, yeah, I don't think either one of those are gonna be huge impacts. Yeah. I mean, when I saw offensive linemen jumping in the four, I was like, Oh crap, what's going on? But I I, I think this could also be out with the old linemen that I mean have been average, if maybe slightly above average at best, to let's you know start from scratch um, almost for this next year. So I, I want to see kind of how this offensive line in this next year kind of shapes up uh, once we start getting these early uh, enrollees um, and or early signees um, in this uh, upcoming signing period. I I will say this I was. I'm not surprised at this point because it just never manifested, but watching film of Elijah Canyon and then the last, last year's bowl game, he did look like a pretty good receiver, Yeah, but, but I trust the coaches, you know, we all, all the fans want to say, we need to start so-and-so we need to do this and that. And I mean, the, unless they're trying to get their buyout, these coaches want to win. So they're seeing stuff at practice that we don't see. And so I trust that they made the right decision on this and there was something there. But I am a little surprised that Elijah, not that he's transferring, I'm surprised he got to this point. But now that we're here, no, I'm not surprised he's leaving. Yeah, definitely. Um, I did also want to mention a couple uh, just outstanding players that I know we're going to miss. Um, Roger McCreary, uh, he's he's kind of made his way up. I think the Alabama game, uh, with how many eyes were on that game and how well Roger McCreary did uh, against probably a top level wide receiver in Mechie and other wide receivers that he went up against, uh, against Bama. I think he's, I mean, he was already, I feel like in my mind, kind of a first rounder, but he's kind of edging into that, you know, top echelon of, of players that might get draft drafted and, uh, and, and kind of the top 15 range, which I think is pretty incredible. Would you see um, where Sean McVay – I mean, Sean McVay has him at number 13 now. Wow. That's crazy. And that's – I think that's probably only, if I had to guess, probably only behind uh, Stingley from yep. LSU. He's the second defensive back. But let me let me tell you how crazy people want to say, oh, the SEC is overrated. He is number 13. He would be the seventh C player on the board. <laughs> That's how competitive the league is. Yeah, I mean, I, I think both Stingley and 
Mercury have both kind of showed out in college and I'm, I'm looking forward to see what they end up doing in the NFL. Uh, especially McCreary, like you can tell that when he came, especially under Kevin Steele, I feel like Kevin Steele's system fit Roger McCreary. And what I thought was also kind of cool is Derek Mason with Roger McCreary didn't say, Oh, we're going to make you do things that you're not great at. Um, we're going to use your strengths, which he is a man-on-man defensive back. He is great at that and use him in that fashion. And I I thought that was pretty cool to see that uh, Roger was used that way under Derek Mason, who likes to use a little bit more zone. Um, I did also want to mention, and uh, at this point, we don't know if Zacoby McClain um, is going to the NFL. I think more than likely he will, but if by chance – he comes back. He could use kind of like Sean Shivers did that extra COVID year. I think that would be awesome. I feel like if he doesn't get enough, you know, a good enough kind of read on where he'd be drafted in the NFL, he might get drafted, but he might not. And if he doesn't, or, you know, that doesn't have a real good shot, I would love to have him back. Maybe it's just a pipe dream, but yeah, that would be nice to have. Um, I did want to kind of mention because uh, pro, uh, pro football focus, uh, did their all SEC team. And, uh, you know, we were just talking about Zacoby McLean, but he got an honorable mention in it, which honestly, why the heck is he not, you know, first, second, or third team? Like, dude, it, have you watched any Auburn football? Because he knows, I mean, like his ability is just insane for a linebacker. Um, even though he he's not the biggest dude, he's still out there making tackles. He knows how to stop dudes. So. I, I just did not get that one. And maybe that's a little chip on his shoulder that he ends up coming back. Hey, Auburn fans, I want to take a quick timeout from this episode to bring your attention to something very special. Here at the E2C Network, we pride ourselves on bringing you the best content for Auburn fans out there. And best of all, it's free to you. But just because it's free doesn't mean there aren't costs, especially when you have a library of hundreds of podcasts, videos, blogs, and more. Many of you have reached out and asked how you can support this network in the past. Well, now I have your answer. It's called the E2C Network Booster Club over at patreon.com slash E2C Network. There you'll find a membership monthly reward system where you can sign up for as little as $1 and get different perks at different tiers. Some of those perks include things such as apparel, eligibility to join us on future podcasts, recognition as an e2c network booster exclusive communications and bonus content that is available nowhere else if you love this network and want to help us keep producing podcasts like this one please head on over to patreon.com e2c network to join the e2c network booster club you can also get there by going to our website e2cnetwork.com support Whether you decide to join or not, we are still so appreciative that you would support us by just listening and being here because each and every one of you is part of our E2C Network family. Well, that's it. Timeout's over. Let's get back into the episode. Pro Football Focus also had uh, in their first team, Roger McCreary. Uh, Second team was both Smoke Monday and Oscar Chapman. Uh, Third team was Keandre Jones. Uh, and then honorable mentions, like I said, Zacoby McLean, Tank Bigsby, and Colby Wooden. So um, Auburn had some uh, pretty good standouts there uh, in the all-SEC from pro football focus. 
Your man, Oscar Chapman. I tell you. And what year is he? He had a phenomenal year. Is he yeah. a sophomore? What is he? Uh, he might honestly be a sophomore because this is only a second year at Auburn. Let's look him up. Yeah, he did like the blue shirt thing. Did we ever clarify what that even was last year? I don't <laughs> yeah. know. I felt like we blue shirted him, whatever that meant. So I don't know if that meant like he didn't have to go towards scholarship last year, but he did this year. Yeah, he, he's technically a sophomore right now. Okay. He had a great year. <clears throat> I was yeah. very pleased with, I mean, what he did. I mean, he almost been Bama inside the five, four times last cool, year. Yeah. You know, that's just, yeah. And so. he was doing his job throughout the season. I mean, like we talked about it. He most games was averaging over 45 yards a punt. And most of the time, nobody was returning on him. Like there, there were a few times where the, the kickoff returner or punt returner had any chance. He was just kicking it away from them, which Agreed. I thought was awesome. Did you see uh, two different players a little different? Uh, there there was a report I read where Anders Carlson is considering coming back, hmm. as is Schinker. Really? So, yep. No, nothing confirmed on that, but I did see two reports where those two guys are considering uh, coming back. So huh. I know we got the we got the stud kicker out of Fort Payne coming next year. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, you don't want necessarily a true freshman having to, you know, step into – some away games and make some kicks that we might need. So it'd be good for him to learn under Carlson for another year. Yeah. Well, I mean, with Carlson having ACL surgery, I, I don't, I'm, I'm, I'd be really curious to see how the NFL kind of rates him because honestly, this last season, it wasn't, you know, his best season um, as a kicker. Well, that's what the article, what I said, it, it read was he wanted to come back in and try to brew, improve his draft grade, um, which is crazy because kickers really don't, honestly get drafted that much his brother was kind of an anomaly i mean they mm-hmm. do get drafted he got drafted like what didn't didn't he get drafted like third or fourth round it was something crazy <laughs> um which never happens but yeah if we get him and uh, shanker were to come back that'd, that'd be awesome man yeah i would love that so much um to have him back i mean that that's just yeah we need that um to have i don't know i don't know if we need it maybe i'm over exaggerating but well, senior, you, you got the senior leadership on the offense, which would be Shanker, really. Yeah, um, that could be a huge help. Um, so, and and he's a good blocker, but as yeah. well as you know, has good hands. Good so, hands. like, we I feel like we need wide receivers, and I I feel like we'll start to see after this early signing period um, which wide receivers we end up landing because it's pretty obvious that's one of our weak points, um, and I think we could definitely improve on that. Well, speaking real quick, we won't go into every recruit, but just some exciting news today. There is a four-star receiver out of Oregon who we worked really hard on, and it came down to us in Oregon, and it is now thought, of course, he has not signed, but it is now thought because of Cristobal going to Miami that we will land this guy. Mm. So that would be nice. Add a four-star wide receiver, we'll take him. I would absolutely love that. We – we could use some of those high star wide receivers to come in and just provide an immediate impact for these, uh, for, for our team. We just, we would just need it. Um, I did want to kind of shift a little bit and, uh, you know, in this discussion around, uh, offensive coordinator. So, um, since, you know, Jared and I last recorded, uh, Mike Bobo got fired or resigned or whatever you want to call it. And now we are, kind of in a spot where we're trying to figure out 
at this point, we're about a week out from not having an offensive coordinator. And Jared, I want to get your thoughts on where you think we're at with that and uh, who maybe is kind of, you know, bubbled up to the top um, from what you're hearing. Yeah, I mean, I don't know any sources whatsoever, so I'm relying on the internet. But from what I gather, it's basically Zach Hill's job to lose, and he's the offensive coordinator at Arizona State. He was Harson's offensive coordinator at Boise State before he went to Arizona State. Um, the only thing with him is Arizona State is in a little bit of an investigation with the NCAA for apparently, I guess, hosting players during COVID protocol. Yeah. Um, and so I think the rumor is we're trying to clarify that he's okay and going to be cleared on that. That's the rumor. Um, if it's not him, you keep hearing names like um, he's the he's the running backs coordinator at Georgia, but he played at Auburn. Um, personally, if it were me, not knowing anything about behind the scenes, I would go after Jeff Grimes at Baylor. Mm. Auburn Connections, he's the one that built that ridiculous offensive line from 2013. And – I think he just put Baylor at number one in the offense in the Big 12. I will say real quick, because not a lot of people are big on Zach Hill. I don't know a lot about him. This year they had injuries, but last year I think he took them from like 100-plus in offense to, if I'm not mistaken, they were top 25 in offense last year. Hmm. So That's a big improvement. Yeah. So, um, And Harson knows him and – Right or wrong, coaches like to go with familiar. You know, Carson got this job off of what he did at Boise, so he's probably trying to recreate that. Yeah, and and do it at the next level in a Power Five, you know, Auburn team. So, yeah, I mean, some other kind of you know pipe dream ones that I I keep seeing, and these are you know, pretty hilarious in my mind. I don't think we have a chance. Um, is Joe Brady, who just got fired at Carolina um, at the Panthers? Highly doubt that one happens. Uh, but you know, maybe if we get desperate, maybe we, you know, shoot them a line, but highly doubt it. Um, and, uh, one of the more recent ones, uh, and this was kind of a, I mean, it's a troll from Lane Kiffin was he had posted a picture of the Auburn airport, which, you know, that's Lane Kiffin just being a troll and, you know, doing things that he loves doing. So, um, I just had to laugh at it. <laughs> Ridiculous. Yeah. I- I think uh, as far as Joe Brady goes, he's interesting because, you know, you see a lot of people there. It's like 50-50 with him. I thought everybody would love him, but people are like, well, he was just the pass game coordinator for LSU that year. And he also had a team full of NFL players. So mm. um, I would take him in a heartbeat, but I think I don't know that it would be a guarantee. I don't know that it would be the lock that everybody thinks it would be, but I would absolutely be worth taking. <laughs> it would be worth taking the risk because, I mean, you if, if Bo comes back, Heck, you give him Bo. I mean, Bo's got all the tools, man. He just needs he needs a, a probably some better play calls and some some more wide receiver weapons. Yeah, I think those two pieces come together, and Bo. I mean, we're talking about Bo from a different perspective. That Bo's. I mean, the, the, you know, the joke about or not the joke. You know, the phrase he's you know the dark horse Heisman. Like, come on, like if you have the right pieces, I think Bo has all of the tools to do it. Absolutely. And I've been very hard on Bo, um, you know, a little, not much on here, but off. But um, I think Bo absolutely matured last year. Super pleased with him. None of that season was his fault. And really hope he comes back. And I hope we can protect him and give him some weapons to throw to because really think the sky's the limit for him. Yeah. I mean, I, I've 
I think I've said it before, but I think Bo's ceiling is higher than most quarterbacks. Just his ability to elude, but also pass pretty darn well. Yeah, sure, he'll have the occasional overthrow of a deep ball. But really, how many college quarterbacks have you watched that do that? Most of them. Pretty much most of them. Uh, besides the top elite ones that are probably going to get drafted. Yeah, out of the out of the, out of the if you gave me the field or Bo, like you know, anybody, I mean, I might take CJ Stroud. I would take Bryce Young. I hate to say that. But other than that, there's not much. I mean, I, I might take Bo against mm. the field. You know, I mean, he's I think he's got that potential. Yeah. Well, and there's something to be said for a, a guy who just knows how to win. Like he's he's got that fire under him. Um and yeah, I know we haven't won all of our games this year. A lot of it, you might be able to point back to Bo, but honestly, I think that this this year you could probably even stronger point out the offensive line and wide receivers, um, and the the way they've pat you know not run the right routes or uh, drop passes. I mean, just th- there's lots of things to point to that kind of yeah. I mean, Bo obviously he's a quarterback. He's going to take the blame for a lot of it, but. There's a lot of other factors that that kind of led into this. But Bo didn't give up 40 unanswered points to Mississippi State. He hmm. didn't even play in South Carolina, and I can't find a single person with half a brain that would say Auburn wouldn't have beaten Alabama with Bo. So, right, yeah, I mean, I, I think, uh, yeah, let's 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 bring him back. Yeah. Um, any other kind of final thoughts about you know Auburn's bowl game or uh, offensive coordinator discussion? Uh, you know, about the bowl, I didn't say this earlier. Those, listen, I would, I mean, I'd love to go out with a win. I don't put a lot of stock in bowl games. It's more about player development. And they scare me because honestly, like, I mean, we, how many players are going to opt out, you know? And I don't blame them. You know, how many players are going to be there? We got transfer portal guys. We got players that are going to the NFL. Uh, you know, the last I heard, TJ Finley was in a boot, you know, after the Bama game. Mm who's our quarterback, you know? So, you know, we were a three-point favorite, and I think if our defense – I think if the Kobe and Smoke play, maybe, because we can probably stop them. But I don't know if those guys play, and I don't blame them. Yeah. Um, so, I, I'm i a little worried about the game itself. My game plan would be if Tank does play, my game plan would be what it should have been in South Carolina, just try to try to hand the ball off and overpower a, a group of five team and yeah. see if you can get out of there with a win. Well, and and the little bit of research that I have done on Houston is the two losses that they have had were against teams that ran the ball effectively against them, like 200 yards a game in both of their losses. And that's something that I think Tank, combined with Dark West Hunter and company, could do. I just think that there's the capability there. And yeah, that would be a cool way to win, you know, come out. And I, I think that would be a, a good way for this team to finish um kind of on a good note when uh it feels like you know you lose the last four games even though you played well against bama i feel like the morale of the team isn't at at where you'd probably hope it would be after the first year do you think we see demetrius davis Ooh, i would love to see d davis at quarterback i i think if tj finley doesn't play maybe we go to him just to give him some extra reps I mean, unless we legitimately think we go with Grant Loy and Grant Loy is our next best option, which maybe he is. I mean, he's when he's come in, I mean, he looks like he can kind of play that role as a game manager. But I would love to see D. Davis. Like, I, we haven't seen him this year, right? I don't think we've even seen him for nope. one play. 
So yeah, he, played, he played it at a day, but that's it. No, we have not seen him in a game. Yeah. I mean, it's not like he's burning a red shirt or anything. I mean, they have four games to play with, with freshmen. So yeah, use them. It's not going to burn a red shirt. I don't know. That's see, I, see, that's where I'm torn. Like, do you go? All right. So from a fan perspective, you want to win the game and the players need to win too. But it's like, do you go in there and literally use this as almost like a glorified a day where you see what you got for next year? Or do you go in there and try to win the ball game? And you want to try to win the ball game. You know what I'm saying? Like, do you yeah. play like, like if you felt like Grant Lloyd gave you a better chance to win the bowl game, but Grant Lloyd's not even on the team next year. Do you go that route or do mm. you, do you go and see what you have for next year? Hmm. That's a good question. I mean, I I could go either way. I mean, I think it just depends on what the coaches are feeling. <laughs> oh man, like I if I was them, I would say this is a perfect time to have Demetrius Davis in there, but I see what they're they're wanting that final win, especially in Birmingham where it's going to be like a home field advantage. So, and and for all we know, maybe TJ Finley, you know, comes back out there and uh by the time, I mean, We've almost got a month, you know, four weeks, three, four weeks now uh, until he, we go out there and play. Maybe his ankle is good to go and he can play. But Well, and to clarify, so apparently he was at a basketball game with Tank in a boot, and then somebody else claims they saw him playing basketball at the rec center. So, <laughs> you know, who knows? I mean, they're college kids, let's be honest. They're, they're just going to – I mean, like, I did it. Like, I, if I was slightly injured, I'd just go out there and play. I don't care. <laughs> It's, uh, it's part of it. Um, all right, Jared, before we get out of here, how can the people stay in touch with you? You can find me on Facebook under my name, Jared Davis. And uh, you can find me on Twitter at A-J-A-Y, J-A-Y underscore. It's always great to be an Auburn Tiger and War Eagle. War Eagle. Thank you for tuning in today's episode on the E2C Network. On your way out, I want to remind you to stop by E2Cnetwork.com. It's your one-stop shop for all our content across our podcast, YouTube channel, and much more. To stay up to date with us, make sure you're following social media accounts such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. While our content here may always be Auburn sports heavy, if it's orange and blue, it's what we do. War Eagle.